This is Tom Goolsby, and welcome to MasteringLaw.com. This is a podcast for lawyers only, because we're here to help you make the most of your practice in every way possible, in enjoying what you do, knowing what it is you're doing, having a plan, working that plan, you name it. We're all about making your practice more effective, more enjoyable, and more profitable. So what are we talking about today? I love this subject. A lot of people just say, oh man, what's the telephone? Those things are going out. We got cell phones, email, you name it. We got other ways to get around it. But I'm telling you, the name of this podcast for today is making full use of the oldest technology in your office, the telephone. And I got a subtitle. Turn your telly into the money maker it should be. And that's exactly what we're going to touch on today in a lot of ways you probably never thought about. And I've thought about the telephone a lot. I've been in law practices, those you've listened to these podcasts know, for about 25 years. When I first started practicing law, I think we had the bag phones and the big brick phones. If you remember what Charlie Sheen in Wall Street, remember he's standing on the beach with that big old phone that's mostly a battery. It looks like it's about the size of a brick. Well, That's what we had back then, and the phone, I think, would last maybe 20 minutes. That's about how long you could talk on it until you had to recharge the whole thing. So we still had relied primarily on our, of course, plugged-in phones in the office. Well, more and more folks have gotten away from really even thinking a lot about that, and we're going to talk about ways to make the fullest use of your cell phone, too. But at the same time, you know, most people... When they actually call your office, unless you just don't even have an office anymore, and some of you listening do, but even even if that's the case, I'm going to encourage you to do some things that are a little different than you might have, have been doing because you've not, I would argue, thought it all the way through. So let's just jump in to what we're talking about. Uh, we're, and again, our focus for today is that we take for granted the oldest technology in our office, the telephones but we do so to our own detriment. It's the most effective instrument we have for securing new clients, for conveying information to existing clients, and, I would argue, for making money. Now let's talk about the importance of that oldest technology. First, it's expensive. You spend a lot of money on your telephone system, whether it's your cell phone or your cell phones or your phone system. Now some of you don't have a phone system, you may have an answering service, you may have an automated service and such. We're going to talk a little bit about how to actually better utilize those things. But we do take very much for granted the phone systems that we have. Now, it's the first place, think about this, it is the first place of personal contact with your business. When people call you, If they don't get you, what happens? Now, some of you may have a small practice, a boutique practice, where you literally just have a cell phone. They don't get you, it rolls over to your voicemail. Is that the best way to actually deal with your clients? Do you have live people in your office? Now, there's a lot of people, ah, telephone's a headache. You know, when people call, we just put them in the queue, and they can go through the electronic thing and figure out where they need to go. I would argue to you, that if you've got a practice where you literally pick up clients from the telephone, you need to rethink any kind of thought process 
along the lines of, let's have an automated queue for people. What you need to really seriously consider, and I will tell you the way I do it with even my cell phone. <clears throat> I do not have voicemail on my cell phone. You may say, wait a minute, what the hell are you talking about? People just don't get anybody? Oh, no. Every time I get a new cell phone, and it's a headache, but I do it every single time, I call. I get one of the technology people at AT&T, whether you've got AT&T, Verizon, whoever, and I say, look, I don't want voicemail. I want call forward busy or call forward and, rather, call forward no answer. Here's what happens. I get to choose 30 seconds a minute. I usually choose 30 seconds. If I don't pick up my phone within 30 seconds, it rolls over to my office. If my phone is off or I'm out of a service area, I'm traveling overseas or I'm out in the middle of nowhere, it goes to my office. If I've cut my phone off, it goes to my office. What does that mean? Well, it means something completely different than you might otherwise be thinking. What it means is that if I can't get my own call myself, they don't get, hey, this is Tom Goolsby, you got my cell phone, I'm not available. No, no, no. If they're my clients, I care enough about them, they're going to get a live person. It rolls over to my office and one of my paralegals picks up the call and says, Goolsby Law Firm. And guess what happens at that point? They get to speak to a real person. And you might say, oh, well, what do they do? They just put it on your voicemail, right? No, I get almost no voicemail messages. Why is that? Because I pay a staff to actually help me, not simply put stuff on my voicemail. Now, there are times, like when I call a lawyer's office, I don't want to leave a message for the paralegal. I know exactly what it is I need to tell that other attorney, and I specifically ask for their voicemail. Most people don't think like I do and don't want that. They really want to talk to a live person. They may have questions about their file, about their upcoming court date, did I get information, or they want to hire me. I don't want them to be on my voicemail. I want to react to that as quickly as possible. So my staff knows that when calls come in, they take a message, and we're going to talk specifically about what it is they're supposed to do. But I'm going to encourage you right now, if you've got a cell phone, Tomorrow morning, I want you to call the phone company and take your voicemail off, get call forward no answer and call forward busy on your phone, give them your office number so that when you don't answer your phone within 30 seconds or so, or it's off, or it's out of a service area, it rolls over to your office. Now, we're going to talk about specifically how you then utilize that. Okay, now, <clears throat> it is the first place of contact that people are going to have when they call your office. So it is extremely important that you fully utilize that phone. I'm going to tell you what happens. Give this a try if you don't believe me. Pick up the phone and call another lawyer's office and just pretend that, you know, a lawyer's office so they don't know your, your voice. Just pretend that you're a new client potentially coming in, particularly somebody who's, say, your competitor. Call them up. Hey, uh, I'm calling. I was in an accident over the weekend, or I'm looking for a divorce attorney. Can, can y'all help me? What, what kind of experience do, does your attorney have? Uh, how many divorces has he done or she done? Um, do, do you guys go to court and try out personal injury cases? When's the last time? See how you get treated. You will be amazed at how crappy it is at most lawyers' offices. You'll find surly people answering the phone. 
You'll find people who are short with clients. You'll find people that in no way cuddle, coddle, make folks feel cared about, loved as it were, interested in their cases. No, you'll get, what do you want? He's not here. I don't know when he'll be back. Look, I can put you on his voicemail. You can tell him what you want. Instead of, good morning, this is a Goolsby Law Firm. What can we do to help you? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. You were in a wreck? That's terrible. Oh, yes, Mr. Goolsby's been doing this for 25 years. He tries out cases all the time. In fact, he's in court right now. What can we do to help you, honey? Has anybody helped you with your car? Do you know where? Now, that's how you get a client. You don't get it. He's not here. He's in a deposition. People know what the hell depositions are. And they don't really care if you're in court. They need to know that the people there in the office are going to take care of things. My paralegal who handles my personal injury cases actually immediately sets up a, a, a conference, brings them into the office, or she goes and visits them and takes all the forms there. So again, we've been working this out. What happens on my criminal defense cases when somebody calls? Heather handles those, and she's concerned. She asks questions. She goes through everything. And as they're sitting there on the phone, they're going to the state uh, ncourts.something website. <clears throat> they're punching in their name and pulling up all the charges. Then they're cutting and pasting all of that into an email with the person's first name, last name, semicolon, telephone number, semicolon, charges, whatever they are, with a whole rundown on when they got arrested, if they're in jail, who's calling, is it the mama, is it the father, is it the client themselves? I mean, on and on. They give me a whole rundown in an email that they email me while I'm in court. So when I get a break, I can call them right back because time is of the essence. So again, my folks are trained up to be helpful, concerned, to give that pleasant, outgoing message, and to collect all the useful data at the beginning. For example, the name, the situation, their cell phone number. Here's another one. Whether texting is available. Let me tell you how much it helps when you're in court, you're in a deposition, and all of a sudden you get, hey, great possibility on a new client, here's the rundown, and you text the person back within 10 minutes of their call. Hey, Ms. Jones, Tom Goolsby here. Sorry to hear about your accident. I'm in a, I'm in a deposition in another, another lawyer's office right now, or I'm in a short trial. When's a good time for me to call you back today that'll work in your schedule? Now, boom, there you go. You're already reaching out. You're already sending out those little hooks, and you're hopefully hooking that big fish to slowly reel them in. But having it simply go to your voicemail that you get at the end of a long day that you don't respond to till a day or two later is the exact wrong way to do it. Having staff that doesn't care, that doesn't start laying the groundwork for here's a firm that really cares about me, that cares about my situation, that's ready, willing, and able to help me. So get their email, get their cell phone, find out if texting's available, get their name, their situation, do all the background research, train your people up in what questions to ask. And how do you do that? Well, just think about you're in their situation. You've just found out your spouse is cheating on you. You don't know what to do. You, you, you know, you're, you're just spinning in circles. The best thing you can have is a calm voice, male or female on the other end going, it's all right. We know what to do. 
Mr. Smith has been doing this for 25, 30 years, or for 10 years, whatever it is. Or he's gone to court hundreds of times. He knows exactly what to do. Let me get this important message to him. Now, it may not be important in your staff schedule. It's just another case. But hey, for the folks who are calling, it's the number one thing on their minds. They are nervous. They are scared. They don't know what to do. They've called the lawyer's office, and they expect to be taken care of. And the worst thing that happens is what happens every single day. A crappy experience, people who don't care, don't pay attention, don't know how to spell a name, don't take anything down. Just say, hey, Mr. Smith called something about a wreck. Really? You know what? You can find better people in your office if you can't get that through their heads. But we don't have to go that far because it's all about you training your people. Let's go on to the next one. Establishing the protocols. Establishing the protocols in writing. What you've got to do is you've got to sit down. You've got to figure out your practice areas and what the initial information you need in each of those areas is for your staff to collect when people call, such as, let's, let's get away from personal injury criminal. Let's get into corporate law. Somebody calls. They've got a situation. Their corporation has received a lawsuit. You want to find out everything you can, your staff immediately. Let me get your name, sir, your email address, your cell phone. Can Mr. Smith text you here? Tell us the name of your corporation. Gosh, this is awful. Has it been in the press? You know, now he's in a deposition right now, but I'm going to get to him. I want to send him a text right now. I know he's going to try to get right back to you. When are you available to come in? Can I go ahead and set you up an appointment? Now, that may be something that you may or may not want to do is to have your staff set appointments. We've talked in other podcasts about how to do that if that's okay with you. Usually I would recommend you go ahead and set an appointment up as soon as you can. You let your staff do that. Then you confirm, call the person, qualify them before they come in so that you make sure you're not bringing a deadbeat in that doesn't have the money, doesn't have the ability to retain your whatever else. You can help them over the telephone but you sure don't want to sit down with anybody until you've pre-qualified them on the phone. Your staff can go ahead and set you up an appointment, but you get up with them in the meantime and qualify them. And then if they don't qualify, you disengage. I'm you know, not going to be able to make that appointment. We're going to need to cancel this. When you get the ability to retain me, please call me back. I mean, whatever it might be, but you get yourself out of it before they get in and you know what you're getting into before you sit down with them. We've all sat down with people who are absolutely crazy. <laughs> As an aside, I remember a case many years ago where my client, the, my potential client came in because she was being harassed by the police, and she had this big story to one of my paralegals, and she set up an appointment, and this is back when I was a young lawyer, literally, like maybe in practice four, five, six months, and I set the appointment up, and I sit down with this lady. She, had, she has on a raspberry-colored um, beret with a little bill on it. And I should have known because when she sat down, I looked over, and in her lap, something moved, and I was a little shocked. And I looked, and it was a small poodle with the same type of hat on its head, sort of establishing that rule that if your client comes in with a dog dressed just like them, they probably shouldn't be your client. Uh, so anyway, I, I learned very quickly 
You don't just set an appointment up with anybody. So again, what you've got to do, getting back to this item, is establish an entire set of protocols. Now, you don't have to do it all overnight. Again, we talk about setting aside 15 minutes here, another 15 minutes there, and just start jotting down what it is you need to get from your staff, from every client that calls, whether they're existing, pre-existing clients, potentially new clients, old clients coming back. You have to establish the protocols. You want the phone answered with a certain demeanor, and you have to stress that with your staff. After you write up your protocols, then you sit down with your staff. You might start off with all two, three, four, five of them, whatever it is, and explain what the protocols are. Then I think you need to go into individual training, and then guess what you do? Because there is the saying that you can tell your staff what it is you want, but if you're not checking up on what it is you want, it's probably not happening. So what do you do? You train your staff up in the protocols you write up. You tell them exactly what it is you want them to do. Say you give them a week to implement that. You then meet with them again and say, hey, how's it going? How's the new protocols going? Oh, they're going well. They're this, they're that. You know, we're generating the emails to you now so that you can call or text them back or email them, you know. Seems to be going well. Then what do you do? You go to a friend's office. You go, you get your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and you ask them to call your office and pretend to be a potential new client. And you record that conversation. And you sit there and you listen to it. Again, if your state law allows you to do that, our, our state law does. If you're a, a party to the conversation or the other party, any, either one of the parties approves it. So what do you do? You sit there and you listen to it. You record it and you see how well they do it. Then you come back to the office and you go over it with them, and guess what happens? Boom! Wow! He really cares, or she really cares about this, the boss. They're going to check up on me. In fact, they're going to do it about once a month to see how good a job I do. Guess what will happen? You won't just be spitting in the wind. They'll know that you are going to see how well they implement it. And look, if they don't like it, I think what you do is you attempt to explain it once again and how important it is. And if you've got recalcitrant staff that just won't do what you say, you know what? You don't need them because this is important stuff. And if they don't want to be an old dog learning new tricks or a new dog learning new tricks, whatever their, their time with you is, they need to be an old dog out of a job. Okay? This is important stuff. They've got to get with the program and understand how important it is. And they're going to understand if you establish the protocol, you train them, and then you monitor them monthly for the first few months. Once a month, you do it. You find out how well they're doing it. And then you listen as you walk around the office to how it's going. And you see the kind of notes you get on your emails. Do not allow yourself to walk into your office and have a handful of handwritten notes. That is that is unacceptable. That is ridiculous. You should have individualized emails coming to your phone. And if it's really something that's super important, you can even have them text you. Hey, I just sent you an email. Check it. You know, very, very important. Now, the results sought. What, what is it you want to end up with? You want your clients to feel fully engaged about your firm, about you, about the fact that your staff gets Johnny on it. You want them to feel positive. 
You want your staff to understand the importance of the telephone and of communication with the clients or the potential clients from the very beginning. And I'll tell you that the telephone has been, is, and will be for the foreseeable future my number one moneymaker. Now, I want you to realize what's the bottom line for this entire episode. It is that you got to realize from this moment forward exactly how important the telephone is to any law practice. And never forget that your employees pay attention to what you pay attention to and to what you monitor. So here's my call to action. Begin monitoring the use of the telephone in your office. Start establishing procedures. Make a written protocol and train your staff up on it, both now and in the future. You get new staff, you need to train the new staff. This is important. It'll be so good for your practice. It'll be so good for your firm. I guarantee you, if you think your telephone protocols are good right now, I, 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 I'll bet you that if you go out, sit down with a friend, have them call and start going through it, you will find numerous areas of improvement that needs to happen. So this is really good and important for your firm. Put it into action and let me hear back from you what you think about it and how helpful this was. Start putting that written protocol together today and then monitor it, follow up on it, make sure it's happening. Folks, that's it for the podcast today. Of course, all these podcasts we give to you free of charge. Only thing we ask is that you do this one thing for, well, a couple of things. You go to iTunes, you subscribe, you also rate us, give us a five-star rating, talk about how helpful the information is, and also share this stuff with other lawyers, with other friends who are in law practices. Please, you know, tag us on Facebook, share us, uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, I mean, all of it. We would really appreciate it. That's what we want to do is we want to reach out more and more to more and more attorneys, help people really enjoy their practice. We love to hear from you. Masteringlawatlive, L-I-V-E dot com. Masteringlawatlive.com is how you can reach us. Again, I'm Tom Goolsby. Thank you so much for listening to us at masteringlaw.com.